Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Normally, I would say Zach and the Professor, but these aren't normal times. Dodger Danny sitting in today as Tony Kirk continues his much-needed and certainly not-deserved hiatus. <laughs> Hardest working man. No, never mind. That's not him. <laughs> He's gone. Florida. No uh, Kirk and Company all this week. I, that makes me sad. Love Kirk and Company. Yeah, I like but, uh, and work with it. Gone this week for uh, the trip to Florida. So he'll be back next week. And we've been, uh, been having, uh, well, yesterday, Barry Norton. And so we tried to think, well, who could top Barry Norton? Nobody. Well, when when I couldn't get, uh, you know, Sam Pittman. Or, you know, five other people. Maybe six. Maybe seven. Ten. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> it was between you and the backup center for the Ida Bell football team. Oh, okay. He was down to you too. Oh, wow. At least I won. At least I'm better than one person. Well, no, he's, he's That's right. That's, he was good. Yeah. All of a sudden he had to do some Christmas shopping. Back so up there the you day. are. There I am. <laughs> to the rescue. Yeah. Da, da, da. Anyway, Dodger Danny in here for the next couple of days as we uh, count down the uh, last of the pre-Christmas shows. We'll do another one tomorrow as we get ready for Freezeopolis. And then um, Thursday, we'll see what the conditions look like. They should be fine. I can't imagine we're going to be that bad where we can't get in here Thursday. But, you know, it's live radio, so all plans are soft. You never know. But we're looking at knocking out three more this week. No show on Friday as we head into the Christmas weekend. And then uh, we'll be hopping back in here on Monday. I'm assuming Tony's back. Maybe. Maybe I'm not. Okay. You never know. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, made the mistake of going to the big Walmart today. Uh Uh-oh. Nothing on the shelves, right? No, they had stuff. No, oh, okay. it's you, that's it hasn't a, started yet. That's a great point. Nothing was picked over where you're looking at it going, oh my god, there's no. Of course, we had our COVID run of toilet paper. There's no toilet paper. But when it's when it's ice, it's always lunch meat, milk, bread, all chips. That stuff. No, all, all that gone. all that stuff was there. Okay. Oh, the big Walmart had everything. All right, and it had people. Oh, I'm sure. I my my wife, she had the high blood pressure thing this past weekend. So now she's doing a daily test on her blood pressure, and she did mine last night, which mine's normally really, you know, 120s, 130 over, I don't know, 80. And I I think she's got a faulty machine because mine had me in the 140s, Uh-oh. which I'm never that high. I'm sure today, driving in, in, the, uh, in the car home from Walmart. 180s? Yeah, I'm like, I'm glad she's not taking it today. I hate that place during the holiday season. Nope, nope, nope. They had everything, so I'm not. I'm not bad mouth, and I'm not besmirching. It's just so. It's like your your life got sucked into a wormhole, and everything moves at half speed of the normal movement. Walmart Plus, my friend. Oh god! No, and normally, you know, I like the neighborhood WalMarts. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Walmart Plus, you can shop on your phone and I it gets delivered to your door. I don't door. like any of that. But you don't have to waste the time I in the don't store. Like, I, but I'm. See, uh, see, you, you can't complain about it and then say you want to no, go. No, 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 no. Because I'm not usually – there's stuff I think I need to get, and then I'll, there'll be the random like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like we had a list, which my wife rarely makes an actual detailed list. We had a detailed list. But there were still things walking around like eggnog wasn't on that list. Mm. If I didn't think about it, I'm walking by dairy and I see eggnog. My daughter's the only one who drinks eggnog. When she comes in this weekend – Eggnog. Oh, I know. And I, not one other person in our sphere drinks eggnog but she and I. But I would have never bought it online. I never would have thought about it. So there's the have to go and get the stuff as opposed to having it, you know, delivered to your car or delivered to your house or delivered to wherever you're meeting places to pick it up. It's just people. I don't know. Here's here's my complaint. The frozen food aisles are so wide. Right. And the like 
baked good things that you have to go and get, like right now, sugar, flour, that stuff, are so narrow. Because they can move those shelves. They can't move the, the frozen stuff. You can. They actually move the whole shelves to clean under them, yeah. and they keep moving them closer and closer yes. and closer and closer. And so you can't get by. So... Here goes my blood pressure back up again. I haven't wasted time in the store in two years. I'm nope. You haven't been in two years. I've not literally have not grocery shopped in two years. Walmart Plus, order it right to my. It gets delivered to my doorstep for for a nominal monthly fee. I can't do it. Well, twenty first. I'm century. an impulse shopper. Well, you can impulse shop on there too, you know, because they always have the stuff on there. Holiday favorites, things you might have ordered before that you might want. So eggnog would have popped up there. You're missing out. I'm I like you. up and down the aisles nope. for the nope. thing. Nope. I just don't like it to this week. Like yeah. with with the, the the weather coming and Christmas and Thanksgiving, it made it all Thanksgiving, bad. Christmas yeah. time. No, Mm-mm. you're right. Done with your shopping? Oh yeah, done. Didn't set foot in the store either. All online. All you're one of those. Oh yeah, we did that like five or six years ago. We made the mistake of ordering everything. All we're like, we're gonna wait, we're gonna wait. Order it all at once, and we had like 50, 60 packages on the front porch. So we kind of spread it out from yeah. like you know middle September till till now. So I still have a few things. I don't know if they're gonna come in, but I wouldn't have got them anyways. So I still have to get. Uh oh, another thing. One thing. Okay. I think I'm down to just one thing. Oh well, then that's easy. I'm noticing I'm missing not having a Hallmark store. Mm. We used to have that Hallmark yeah. store yeah, over yeah. by uh, what used to be uh, a restaurant was over there. Uh, Genghis Grill? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I miss that not being around anymore. Well, Reggie's is there now. Reggie's Burgers. Right. Yeah. I didn't know how much I, I, I like the Hallmark store until it's not there. Yeah. Well, you're in Longview. Once a year. Yeah, but you're in Longview enough. You should be able to just, you got to remember. They got one there? Oh, yeah. I don't go enough. Mm. Anyway, the uh, the Christmas season's upon us. We'll be talking uh, later on during the week about uh, best Christmas gifts that you've gotten and you've given sports related. So we'll we'll do that on Thursday. Uh, Texas High a little basketball this afternoon. Keith Shooty, Jack Martin were down in Marshall for the district opener for the guys. Yeah, I flicked it on at halftime. Couldn't was in between stuff, uh, running into Lowe's and trying to get some hardware for something. And then I flicked it on in the second half, and we were up twenty four. And I was like, yeah. "Oh wow!" That's about the time I turned it on. So I don't. It got down to twenty when I finally got out of the car. So I don't know what the final they score would be, but I figured they fifty three or fifty thirty one. And you know, we got a we got a pretty interesting team this year. Been spending a lot of time with them. They've got a very interesting team. At half, Tyrus Crowell was, who's a freshman, was yep. leading us in scoring, which was awesome. And Damon Augustus was playing, and we got our real fast guards. And um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I meant to to text you yesterday when I saw that Briley had made his decision about. I saw that attending San Diego State University. Yes. Instead of going to Colorado, which when he and I talked a week ago, we're talking about uh, the Texas high offensive lineman who also played a little basketball. Yes. Um, and it, it kind of morphed us into this conversation. Um, when Dion took the job in Colorado, Briley had said, I'm talking to the folks at Jackson State who had told me, just hold on because we're going to be landing someplace else. We just don't know where it is yet. But when we do that first week, we'll we'll reach out to you. And then to see this weekend the commitment to San Diego State – yeah, I know there was a couple other schools, too, on the hook, um, a Big 12 school, and I know he was excited about that, too. I don't know what ended up drawing him. The last conversation I had, he was happy to be talking to Colorado uh, because that fits his personality better from how I know him. Right. Um, but he was still the first offer from San Diego State. He was jacked about. Right. So it was really, you know, choosing the best of both worlds for him. So, so the the pros of San Diego State, yes, are it's San Diego. Yeah, San Diego, and the beach, and and, and the, the, young pe- the young ladies, in San Diego, correct. So it's hard to fight those on the plus column. I mean, Colorado's, as you said, more outdoorsy if you like the mountain stuff, the and, skiing stuff, okay. the winter stuff. And the, the young ladies, as Briley would say, were are there as well. So just covered up 
90 percent of the time because it's so cold yeah if i'm an 18 year old young man that may be the thing that sways me that's right and if you want to go to the mountains and you're in san diego you're only about three and a half hours See? away from the mountains so he can do pretty much whatever he wants but uh, congratulations that is so very cool so excited for him and, and only got basically what a year and a half at texas high he transferred over right, last well, only, year yeah, and really only a year, one of, year of football play. right mm-hmm because of the knee issues, but right. apparently uh, he's put all that behind him now, and this is a really sweet offer oh, to, get yeah. to go to San Diego State. And it couldn't come to a better kid. I mean, I don't know him as well as I know some of the students who spent a whole year in my classroom, but um, just an amazing young man. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it seems like he's got his head on right and yep. has a pretty good idea about the future. Yeah, big and, things for him, for yeah. sure, big and, things. And this is a responsible decision. I mean, you have yeah. an, there's a lot of glitz and glamour about Dion in Colorado. Sure. And there are a bunch of folks who are serious high school and portal guys who are taking a hard look at Colorado as a, as a landing space, landing spot. But... Sometimes it's not the right fit. No, and you know, for a for a kid who came in from a smaller school and he got into Texas High and was one of the guys yeah. and uh you know, was a fan favorite at the pep rallies, the way yeah. the way he handled himself. Um that speaks volumes to himself, his family, and also making the mature decision said to choose San Diego State where you know, it's not going to be about right away having to you know prove himself he can go in there and he can play and and show everybody what he's got and with the portal you know that's the other thing too san diego state's not this major program that you know big huge d1 i mean they're still a d1 they're still a good program and there's nothing to you know belittle that at all but if he comes out of the gate because he didn't have a whole lot of big football experience prior to this year and he just dominates i mean you can go the sky's the limit you know there's a young man at Delaware, no, he had zero offers. He's, you know, F, it's FCS, and he's now like one of the number one offensive linemen in the portal. I mean, it doesn't matter where you go to start. If you show what you have, you know, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, those big schools will be calling eventually. Texas, I got a great break with him landing in and for his senior year being a plug in offensive lineman. Absolutely. Who was able to. You know, fill a spot on a line that was one of the team's strengths this past year. Yeah, with him and John Jack on the left side, it was just an anchor, and they—that's where majority of their running was to the left, or them pulling around and wreaking havoc on the right side. They're not having a good afternoon right now. Potato bowls going on. They're getting beat by Eastern Michigan. Uh oh, thirty-three twenty. But uh oh. Nah, it's that's all right. That big a deal. That's the next. That's it. Briley's a next year problem, not that's, a this year problem. It doesn't to matter. be honest with you, probably a two year. Two year. I bet he red shirts oh, and gets a chance to absolutely get put bigger, on some get strength and yep. some weight and do all the fun stuff. Absolutely. All right. Thirteen minutes after five o'clock, we're going to take a first time out. You listen to Leaving the Yard, Zach and the Professor here on the Fan One O Seven Nine. Numbers nine zero three seven three five nine nine zero five. Quick break. We'll come right back. Segment two next. Here on Leaving the Yard. Consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. That's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light. I just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only two six carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Look local first, and you are helping our community. Small business rely on us to look local first, and your support is truly appreciated. Pecan Point Brewing and Gastro Pub is the perfect place to unwind with a handcrafted beer or cocktail in a family atmosphere. Join them on a Whiskey Wednesday for happy hour from 4 to close. Pecan Point Brewing, 213 Main Street in downtown Texarkana. As we age, we sometimes need some extra help. Call Sitters LLC. They'll send the sitter to you. Specializing in home, hospital, nursing home, and assisted living for adults. Call for details. 903-277-2191. Craving real Mexican food? Stop by Juanito's inside Vero's Latino Store at 2106 New Boston Road in Texarkana. Stop teasing your taste buds and get your palate right with authentic Mexican food. And check out the fresh meat market, too, at Vero's. Help local business by looking local first. Every time you make a purchase from a local business, you are helping the entire community. Look local 
topical first. Seventeen minutes after five o'clock, we're back here on Leaving the Yard. Chuck, Zach, Danny Williams in here. Is Tony Kirk's uh, taking a vacay, getting ready for the uh, Christmas holiday? You mentioned the World Cup today. They had the parade in Argentina. That was insane. Let's see, only four million of your closest friends getting together in Buenos Aires for the uh, national holiday that the president of Argentina had declared after the World Cup win on Sunday over France. And so today's the players return. They're having the victory parade. They're on open-air buses. They're supposed to be running this parade route through the, um, through the center of the city to get to, I guess, a place where they were going to, like, greet everybody and kind of do the whole big speech thing and couldn't get there. Too many people. Too many people. The uh, the buses basically got stuck. The, the humanity was so large, police couldn't move them out of the way to get a pathway. They had to helicopter the players from the bus to the actual spot where they were supposed to be, uh, you know, having their big gathering. Four million folks. Yeah, I, can Im- I can't imagine you know that mass of humanity seeing that video of them running up over the interstate bridge oh. and just just being able to see an eagle eye view of that was unreal so you know our big parades for our big franchises like the cubs and the red Sox when they finally won and going through the streets and how crazy it is multiply that by you know country <laughs> not a city yeah, no joke a country, a country. Right. yeah yeah our friend uh Longhorn Lance sent us the thing the other day about the parade's going to look like that when the Cowboys win their Super Bowl. <laughs> it's so funny. Cowboys fans just, you know, for the whole time I've lived here, just delusional. Delusional. Delusional? You don't go delusional? Oh, yeah, delusional. Because as soon as they say that, what happened on Sunday? I mean, it was just perfect. Perfect timing. Perfect. T- well, bad timing. Bad pass thrown behind. Yeah, anyways. You're going to do that, are you? Oh, You're going to be that guy. I am. I, well, I don't have to be that. It just it ends up being that way. It's great. Yeah. You know, I like harassing Lance just because he's so easily harassable. Right. But for Cowboy fans who've been long-suffering. Yeah, it's not fair. I'd spent, you know, my entire, almost my entire life, you know, waiting for the Dodgers to win. So, right. Uh, I got one. So, I mean... They had so many, though, when in my lifetime that it's just like, man, it's okay. They can suffer a little longer. I'm watching Herm Edwards uh, talk this morning. I think it was Herm. And he was talking about Dak Prescott and being the Dallas Cowboy quarterback and how maybe unreasonable the expectations are because you are the most prolific player at the most prolific position on the most prolific team in the league. Didn't say best, most prolific. And that for whatever reason, while people like to go after Dak and like, oh, he underperforms or oh, they're not going to win with Dak, that somewhere in there is so much pressure of being that one position. I don't, I don't know if there's another position in sport you mentioned, and we were talking just briefly, World Cup. And where in that number 10 for some of these teams, like Argentina as a national team, or like one of the Premier League teams, that that position holds so much history and so much expectation that wearing that jersey makes it something. But it's usually not for all, you know, the whole country's got that expectation. It's like that team or that town well, here in America, the Dallas Cowboy quarterback is that recognizable. And whether it's Staubach or White or Romo or, or Aikman or Romo or Prescott, that the, you know, there have been a bunch in between that couldn't live up to it. But those five guys have pretty much been the five since 1972 to 2022. Sure. And is there any way... Is there any way you can live? I mean, Tony Romo was a phenomenal regular season quarterback. Okay, there you go. He put up amazing offensive numbers. He's a fantasy football player's 
dream. Dream. Sure. But couldn't get all the way to the end. You know, I, I know baseball. Baseball changes when the postseason happens. Right. So I don't know football as well, but so does football. And it gets harder. And the closer you come to the end of the season, that starts notching up where the, you know, the ones that even the teams that are out of it, they don't want you to be successful. And that intensity's turned up. And it seems like in the last few years that once it starts getting hotter in the kitchen, that Dak doesn't perform as well. And and just to be honest, I mean, when a defense looks as good as a defense does, the Cowboys defense all year long, and then it starts to progress into the later, you know, dis- November, December into January, teams figure it out or some- the switch turns off and it just... Well, players get injured in the yeah, Cowboys case. Sure, absolutely. I mean, the Cowboys, in all fairness, have had cornerbacks and linebackers that uh, sure. they're losing... Leighton Vander Esch's I haven't heard the the take on Vander Esch's injury from Sunday, but when they took him off the field and said neck, and that's been his and issue. That's, yeah, I mean we're we're wearing the the role that he's wearing to try to protect the neck. It's a constant problem. It has been since he got here, yep. and you start thinking a year ago, maybe two years ago, there was the conversation. Maybe it's time to move on from Vander Esch. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not. But he's had a really good year. Yeah, and he's had a really years. good yeah. year. Yeah. I don't know if he's Pro Bowl worthy, but he has been cement in the middle. It allows guys like Micah Parsons to roam all over the yeah, place. Be the freak that he is. Without having to worry about a specific assignment because guys like Vander Esch have their assignments down. I don't know if the Cowboys going into the postseason, they're going to be on the road in every game. Unless yeah. something freakish happens and they become the highest seeded wild card, you know, with a group of wild card teams left. They're going to be in the road in every single game and with a defense that's starting to show wear and tear from injuries. It makes you a little nervous. And Boy, the season's so long. Yep. You know, other than Philadelphia, Cowboys have been flying high. Mm-hmm. Almost. I mean, they have one of the best offenses in the league. They, yep. st- they have the best potential defensive player this year with Aaron Donald having as many injuries. Yep. Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the NFL. Cannot argue with that. But they may be... Again, facing a have to go to a Tampa or have to go to a San Francisco or Tampa is not a worry. Minnesota, San, Minnesota, and San Francisco are scary. And See, Minnesota's and, not as good as their record. They're just not. I agree, but when when the chips are down and it's what there was one win, one tie, and like eleven hundred losses down thirty three to nothing, and they come back and win. And I know that has a lot to do with the Colts too, and Matt Ryan being the quarterback. But you and know, Jeff Saturday and Jeff being Sa- the coach. Jeff Saturday being the coach, of course. You know, it's just. I mean, it's all tough. I mean, as in every sport, you have to peak at the right time. You know, and and I just don't. I think Cowboys peak too early. My my problem with Minnesota is I don't trust their defense at all, and they start to remind me a little bit of Dallas's defense. And this may come down to which of these two defenses that are struggling can step up, can have a game because Minnesota got embarrassed. No, for sure they're going to be back at home if they take on the Cowboys in the first round. Let's say it's Minnesota, although I think it's going to be Tampa, and they got embarrassed by the Cowboys first time. In their own building the first time. Mm -hmm. They may not want Dallas the second time, but I think they want to get their manhood back after getting it taken away by Dallas the first time. For sure. But I think it's Tampa that's going to see them. But I think, I mean, if you're the Cowboys, that's the best position you can be in. Is Tampa? For sure. I mean, they, I mean, or any team from that South, they're, that's just atrocious. I, I, I trust Brady more than I trust Kirk Cousins. Do you? Yeah. No, I, I still. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, I still trust that that Tom Brady's going to have some magic in that forty-ish-year-old body, <laughs> and that Tampa knows how to win. Minnesota doesn't know how to win. Dallas doesn't know how to win. San Francisco knows how to win. Yep. Tampa knows how to win. I, I'm I'm more about Brady than I am about the Vikings. Vikings are a better team, but I'm, I'm more worried about Tampa and actually putting it together when it counts. Yeah, I don't know. They got to get there first. They got to get They're there. They're six and eight. I know. But how they, the hell are they six and eight? I mean, how, how many years has it been with the Cowboys where they were, you know, they got in or somebody from the East got in with a losing record? I mean, 
Because that division is just god awful. Every team in the East could get in this year. I know. All four teams out of the NFC East, which awesome. we thought was going to be the worst team in the div- the first worst division in the league. No, all four could get in. I like Washington too. I like them. No, I mean, there's a lot to I, that game was a great game. That was a really good game. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the first NFL games I watched every play, and Heineke is Heineke, but man, that guy is a is a gamer. Yeah, I mean, they need a that, quarterback still. Yeah, yeah, but you could have a whole lot worse. I don't know. They need. I think his. You said earlier, the league figures you out. Sure. I think the league's figuring out Taylor Heineke. They've got about everything else except a franchise-type quarterback. They're playing with and the problem Taylor is, Heineke. Is they're going to be middle of the pack or above yeah. the middle of the pack, and they're not going to get a quarterback unless they sell the future away. Well, you know, you say that. I don't know that – where's C.J. Stroud going to fall? Because there's some – there's some folks that think Stroud's a good college quarterback, but he may fall into the middle of the first round. And that franchise already got hurt by a quarterback. I know. It's hard to find the guy. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I don't think Taylor Heineke's the guy. He's better than half the who? league, though. He's better, he better than, than who? Half the give league. Me, give me five quarterbacks he's better than. The, uh, record-wise? No, or? better than. Okay. And forget Houston. You can't count anybody in Houston because that's one automatic. Zach Wilson in, as a Jet? I, I like I, Zach Wilson's a pretty boy. I mean, I think I like Heineke. He'll stick his nose in there. I mean, he was he willed that team to get it as close as he got it in that last. Okay, win. so I'll, I'll give you Zach Wilson. Okay, um, the Seattle's quarterback, Gino. Yeah, he's better than Gino. No, I think he's better. Oh, than if I was Washington, I would trade for Gino in a no heartbeat. Way. No way. Are you kidding me? They got a chance to actually win a playoff game with Geno Smith. They have zero chance with Taylor Heineke. Okay. I think he's better than Russell Wilson, too, this year. Well, Russell's having a bad year. This a really bad, bad year. This may be the end of a career for Russell. This doesn't look good. But I, talking about quarterbacks, San Francisco and Brock Purdy, the last, you know, Mr. whatever they Irrelevant. call it, Mr. Irrelevant winning two games in a row and looking like – Joe Montana and coming out. out injured the last one, yeah, and, and he was banged up coming into that game, yeah, against a division rival. And he's played his played his tail off, but what? I think that that has a lot to do with how good of stars they have around him and Shanahan's play calling. I mean, that one play call they threw a fake pass one way, fake pass the other way, Kittle wide open. It was just crazy. You trust Brock Purdy? So Tony and I had this argument about with, two weeks ago with that defense. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can bring Jimmy G back. I heard that. I heard you guys' argument. I don't think you guys can bring Jimmy G back. Rusty, the way he plays, I like. I would just stick with Purdy because you're not Jimmy G's not the answer at the end of the day. Lance is. Lance is, is going to Lance. Well, we think he well, is. Well, that they're they have their chips laid in him. They got. I know, to. but they don't know. No, you're right. But if you have Purdy and, and Jimmy G. Mm, if you gave me all three of them right now and said, "All right, here you got one guy. This is your guy. Second round of the playoffs. Trey you're, Lance. Ta- you're taking on Trey Lance. Minnesota. Trey Lance. No way. Trey Lance. I saw what a San Francisco quarterback did it did to a team from the from the North NFC North with his legs. You're really going to throw that out <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, sorry. Had you're going to gonna do that? I had to. I don't think they're going to get that one back, though. I don't think Kaepernick's going to be allowed back. No, no, but I, I think Lance, he may not be the guy. He may not, but he's he's better than Purdy, and he's got legs better than Jimmy G. I think I think I'd go with Trey Lance. That's just me. But he's not an option. He's not viable on the, on no, the spot. No, not this year. No. So I would go with Purdy. There's no way I'm playing a rookie quarterback with at home. five more games. At home. Five games of experience over a vet. Set, how many games are left? Three, three, so five, and a, and a bye to prepare for a team. There will be a bye. He, they're not going to be no. no yeah. So well, the Eagles will have right. the bye. You're right. They no, got to play. I still think they. You, you're, you just got done telling me the Vikings are are you know not I that know. good. I, I'm oh, pretty 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 will cut them up. Well, he's not going to have them first. He probably have the uh, maybe Washington first. Yep. Or, Detroit, or Detroit, or if the Detroit. Lions keep playing. Awesome. I know. So cool. Well, whatever. <laughs> 5.30, quick timeout. We're coming right back. Leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, Dodger Danny in here. You stick around.
534 here on The Fan 1079. I'm leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dodger Danny Williams in today. Tony Kirk back on Monday after the Christmas break, which means no Kirk and Company. If you're a big fan of Kirk and Company, tomorrow would have been uh, Coach Outlaw's Day from Arkansas High. That's not happening. I saw Arkansas High is doing a new peewee football thing. If you saw this or not, but they're so about is to start. Texas High. Texas High is too. It's yep. crazy. PGY has been around forever. Liberty Allo started one here in the last couple of years, well, and now it looks like the others are going to do the same. Yeah, Texas High started a flag football a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all the sur- smaller surrounding schools like Maud and Hooks and New Boston and DCAB, they've had a league for quite some time. Um, and just my son plays with a few kids out of Mount Pleasant, and they have a really legit league with the bigger schools. And so I, I would assume – I don't know about Arkansas High, but I would assume that uh, Texas High would probably be in that – grouping with the you know mount pleasant's pittsburgh you know those type of schools um and so it'll be really interesting it's exciting uh something that got started by you know the regime that's there now under coach stanford and it's 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 really interesting you know the fly football was phenomenal you got like eight fields going at once i mean it's it's awesome so uh i'm excited to see how tackle football is going to go. The more you get in, absolutely, the more you find a gem you didn't know you had who actually likes football. And, you know, a lot of kids are scared about, oh, there's hitting, and they don't want to necessarily do that. But getting the field for flag and right. ultimately peewee. And, and getting them at, for Arkansas High and for Texas High. Yep. Getting them at that yes. place. When a kid has a choice between this place and that place and this place and that place, and you get comfortable with those coaches there and with playing at the facility and seeing some of the kids that are there, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. So I would I would suspect that the other schools around town are going to try to do this would try to do the same thing, more affiliated with the school than with the community. Exactly. Hey, uh, you mentioned DK. Congratulations, uh, new head football coach Troy uh, Zarenge who um, was a D.C. for the last five, six, seven years under uh, Buddy Griffin the last five, and uh, Buddy's walking away from the job. Troy got the promotion yesterday and got the Very job, cool. so congratulations to him. Awesome. We will certainly work him on the air with us here yep, in the not-too-distant future. Keep that winning tradition going there out of DCAB. Gosh. Always seem to find like diamonds in the rough, like you say, always in DCAB. Got them country boys out there that can play some football. They have a real nice last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's done a really good job this last rotation. This is his second time being in DCAB. He was pretty good the first time, but was better this time. Agreed. And, uh, nice five-year run. But uh, congratulations, new coach for the Bears. So that's pretty cool as well. Uh, today was a memorial service for Mike Leach. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. The stories that have come out about that. You know, I I read one about, you know, Lincoln Riley. He called Lincoln Riley into his office and said, you know, you're not going to play for me, but I want you to coach. And Lincoln Riley got mad and walked out and <laughs> two days later came back and said, oh, you know, hat in hand, okay, I like to do that. And I think it's turned out pretty well for right. him. I mean, so, you know, this one hit me hard. I mean, we don't lose a lot of coaches in their quote-unquote prime. No, you know, 61. And, yeah, and it's just it's super sad, you know, and hearing all the stories and, you know, he was a weird dude, but – he his weirdness reached out to a lot of different pe- a lot of different people didn't matter you know who you were you know if you were young old if you were a fan you know whatever you know he he has some amazing stories story after story after story well and and wasn't didn't give you the the pat coach answer Love when it. you ask <laughs> questions robert cocker and i used to have that conversation all the time about you get a coach. You can, he Robert used to say, "I can tell you what the coach is going to say." Sure. It's coach speak, of course. I'll tell you exactly what the answer is going to be. Player speak too. I mean, same thing. Mike Leach did not do coach speak, but you knew that when you hired him, and that was the hard part for me when they when Texas Tech finally you know let him go and you know kind of put him in purgatory up there in Washington State for a little while. You knew who you had. I mean, like when Texas Tech hired Bobby Knight, they knew who they had when sure they, they hired did. him out of Indiana after he was fired there. You know, so you know. I don't know. Did Tech really know what they had? Because Mike Leach, yeah, he'd been a he he hadn't been a head coach. Well, but when but once they had him and he was a head coach yeah. and you knew what he had year after year after yeah, year oh, yeah. after year, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to let him go the way they did was, and then and I'm not saying that Texas Tech isn't on the rise or they're not a good program. I'm not going to say that at all. But, you know, they, they dropped hard after Mike oh, Leach sure. left. Because, I mean, as quirky as he is, you know, just you set up with his style of play, it's going to take a long time to rebuild to get to somebody else who's going to do it differently. 
Well, or find somebody who's going to do it the same. I mean, you can't. That, that's just it. It's hard, to, it's hard to replicate a guy who's really a genius at creating. Yeah. You know, lots of guys can coach a thing. Creating the thing is what Mike Leach had done. Sure. Yeah, you can look at somebody else's thing. And go, I, I think we can use that. He made that right, coming from a, you know, a know nothing school in California and Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and then working his way up to, you know, Oklahoma and, you know, but the biggest thing. And Tony told a story the other day, which was really cool about building a pirate ship. You know, at a at a concert. You know, some of the people that they uh, did out of Lubbock, they did that. I mean, he got the fans to buy in in Lubbock, Texas. Sure. I mean, in Lubbock, Texas, he had them fired up to play. And, you know, they were on the verge a few times. I mean, and, you know, he changed football. I mean, there's not very many guys you can say changed football, and he sure did. He well, really I, did. And I made that mention yesterday when we were talking to, to Barry Norton about the fact that the tentacles of the air raid are starting to show up in places you would not expect it. I never, ever would have expected to hear the University of Wisconsin's bringing in an air raid offensive coordinator, Coach Lungo, out of North Carolina, and they're going to run the freaking air raid in in Wisconsin. Running back and tight end you, you know, I mean, it's offensive like... Offensive so, linemen, offen- right, exactly. tailbacks, right. tight ends, yep. but name me a receiver. There's Al Toon was a Wisconsin guy. Yeah, there was another guy who... Name me a quarterback, not a transfer, not Russell Wilson, a quarterback that they that they recruited and went to play in the NFL or a receiver other than Toon that they recruited and played in the NFL. That wasn't... Who had a career... I mean, there are lots of guys that get picked up or free agent signees or whatever. I'm talking about a guy who actually... None! Which is a little scary because there was another school that was really known for their offensive line, their running back, and they moved away from it. Yep. And they have been god-awful since, and that's Nebraska. And so I really hope – and I, lo- I love the hire of Luke Fickle, so I'm not saying that you know this is a mistake, but everybody loved the hire of Scott Frost too when it happened. Well – but, but Fickle's got more under his belt. But, than, but I'll be honest with you, Frost had a, a year – you know, he, yeah, left you, a, he left a Central yeah. Florida program that had a year that was really outstanding. Sure. With some good doggone players. Yeah. Matt Rule's got this Nebraska job now. The former Baylor guy, the fair, sure. former Carolina Panther guy. I, I, I'm intrigued about what he's going to employ. You know, the Big Ten and the weather tend to feel like it's not really conducive to running a pass-oriented offense. There's so many things that can go wrong the weather can bite you. They are not playing in West Texas. And I know the weather can be cold in West Texas. Sure, but that was the last year's argument when Michigan beat Ohio State was the weather was the only reason that Michigan beat them. Right. But, I mean, I think you have to take your chances. The way that the the football is set up now, you're not going to get the respect with three, three yards and a cloud of dust anymore, especially if you're trying to get – and the biggest thing is portal. It's portal, portal, portal. you got to be able to get the guys. And who's yeah. going to be excited to go to Wisconsin when it's three yards in a cloud of dust? I'm not – Well, I am if I'm a tailback, sh- and I am if I'm an offensive but can, lineman. But can that win? Yeah, well, it's that, – And Michigan was that way, and, and Jim Harbaugh tried to keep it that way as tradition was, and now they've morphed into something different. I think it can win if the it, – it, this becomes a discussion about win what – can can you have a winning record? That's I think you can. can. Can you make your way into your conference championship? I think you can. But it's not good enough. And that's where this starts to become the conversation. When you can't win now becomes defined as, especially as this, it, it expands into a 12-team playoff. Sure. you got to be one of the 12. Right. That's going to start to become the measuring stick for successful programs. There's not going to be – very many of the 12 that are going to win a national championship. And that's not yet the layer. The layer now is going to be, you got to be in the 12. If you don't get that, the conference record doesn't matter. The conference championships aren't going to matter. That conference, that, Yeah, because now with 12, you're going to get the conference champion. And if there's a year where oops, something happens where the Alabama or the Clemson or the Ohio State loses to an inferior team. That team's going to get in, but then the team that – one of those blue-chip teams is still going to get in. You're still going to have two from 
probably three of the major conferences. One would think maybe even four of the major conferences getting two teams in, depending on how Notre Dame is that given year. Um, and that's all that matters. I mean, it, there, there's no nothing else matters. It, once it goes to 12, nothing else matters but making the playoff. And really being, being one of the top six in the playoff – so where you get a home game well, or a bye to whatever it is because you really want – I mean, another sale of tickets, another jacked-up time to be bring recruits into your place. There in lies it's, you that, That's all it is. And if you can't do that, I mean and, – and the problem is is it's a, it's a negative and a positive in my opinion is – you know, you get to you get there into the top twelve, and even if you lose, you still got there, and you now can get more guys. You can now get more practices in. You can get portal guys. You know, and that's the big thing. But the expectation is going to be there every year. You have to get there every year, or it's the season's a failure. Illinois today extended Brett Bielema to twenty twenty eight. Makes sense for Illinois, but Illinois is never going to make the playoff. See, and therein lies our thing. But Illinois, it, it, but it, Illinois is okay with that. Illinois is okay at the moment. They, they, See, it's about layers. It's about layers sure, of what you've been able Illinois to Illinois is never going to win a national championship. No, 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 you they're not. So that's that's what Matt. That's that's the conversation. If you're is not Wisconsin, getting, Wisconsin with Luke. Wisconsin has a way better legacy. Are they, are they, are they, they going to win a national championship with Luke Fickle? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. See, I don't see that as. A, I think no. they have a way better chance than Illinois. They don't have the resource that the other schools have that are going to be able and they don't have the weather advantage they're not going when, to drag people to Madison Wisconsin that are going to matter to get you to a national championship are they going to make the playoffs i think they're i think what they're about to try to do is to get one of those and as you say two or maybe three spots that the big 10's going to throw out there with the USC UCLA migration over with Ohio State and Michigan you're really competing with those we'll say three we'll just say USC Michigan Ohio State you're competing sure. with those three for two spots for really. two spots and that's if, what this is all becoming and the money comes if you make it there you make it there year in and year out the money comes clemson look at clemson clemson didn't win jack and Dabo was you know every year i had to hear this guy's not going to do it this guy's not going to do it they didn't have the facilities they didn't have the things they make it to the playoff they win every year now he's in the top five highest paid coaches. They have the best facilities. It's it's Clemson. That you can't tell me that there's anything a bigger draw for Clemson, South Carolina than there is Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, there is. What? Are you kidding? That's to me, that's a winnable conference every year. The Big Ten's not it, winnable with resources. Traditionally, it hadn't been, though, well, because you had Florida so State. The, yeah, but you so, had Miami. But Florida State took the nosedive, and Miami's sure, but they're ha- Miami the couldn't replicate what they had done in the 80s and 90s simply because college football started looking a lot closer at what were you doing. I, I understand. Florida State makes the most sense, but with Bobby Bowden retiring, you start a new era. When Alabama's yeah. Nick Saban retires... Alabama's not going to be the Alabama that we have right now. They're going to hit reset, and there will be a new coach, and they'll like start all over Bryant. again. Right. If I'm Clemson and I'm looking at the landscape, am I worried about North Carolina or Virginia or Duke? No. You know, and that's but You also have to realize that the ACC probably, in my opinion, only gets one team. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, so, no. So you have to – the pressure is there to have that amazing year. You can't miss on a quarterback like you did – with DJ, yeah, DJ Uyangale or whatever yep. you know, you know, you can't miss. Now, I'm not saying he's a miss. I'm not saying he's a bust. He just didn't work at Clemson, you know. So you can't miss. You have to be perfect at all facets. Wisconsin doesn't have to be perfect every time. And depending on how they split up the conferences, they don't have to be perfect. See, I think they do. And I think the expectation when you hire Luke Fickle, not when you had Paul Chris there, not if you kept Jim Leonard there, sure. when you brought in Outside. Coach of the Year. Sure. From a year ago, sure. the expectation is you got to be perfect. He's going to recruit better. The portal's going to be better for him. They're going to win some of those games against the USC, Ohio State, sure. Michigan, and they're going to get into the twelve. Sure, Clemson really only has to deal with his Florida State backup or not. Right, but they're going to get. What I'm the the point I'm trying to make is they're going to get in every year pretty easily. Yeah, Clemson is. Yeah, where. But you, but that's one spot. But they don't have to be perfect to but get it. True. It's not as true. good a conference. Until Notre Dame gets put in that conference. And then it'll be a different uh, All right. We'll Sorry. take a break. No, nah, that's fine. 12 minutes till 6 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, Dodger, Danny Williams in here. 
Last time out, we'll come back. We got to talk baseball. That's why you're in here. So we'll definitely come back and do that after the break. We are back. It's about uh, nine minutes till six o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. No, no, no. Dodger Danny in here instead. We got to talk baseball. Carlos Correa. We never even got to it last week. So many things happening with high school football and college football and announcements and Mike Leach and all that that we never got around to Carlos Correa's decision to sign a long-term, large-money contract with San Francisco. $320 million? Yeah. And today was supposed to be the actual introduction of Carlos to the media in San Francisco, and then that didn't happen. Pump the brakes. Yeah, they found they flagged something in his in his medical when they were doing it. Then they're doing further testing. Sources out there saying that it's his back. You know, back ruined David Wright's career. Yeah, it did. Uh, so, and you know, he's playing shortstop. Now, by the end of this deal, he may not be playing shortstop. He may be playing third base or DHing or whatever. But he's got to be the shortstop, the guy, for a while in San Francisco. And so that's just disconcerting that they postponed the whole thing. How worried are you as a guy who played baseball when you hear back? Oh, bad. I I played with a guy who went to A&M and hurt his back at A&M, and he was only a shell of himself. He was still a heck of a player. But, you know, he only played one more year. He came to Texas County College and played and made all-conference, and he was really good, but he was in so much pain that he had to walk away from it. It was that bad. So if it's something like that, I mean, surgery, once you have surgery on, as we talked about with Van Der Esch, your neck, your back, with the twisting and turning with mm-hmm. baseball, it's 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 rough. So, I mean, I, I hope for him to get the money because I, I'm a player guy. I want him to get his money, but also I can see this deal changing down to, you know, where they the both team, both sides have opt outs if something were to happen backwise. Now he, he he rolled the dice and gambled a year ago. Well, he he did and he didn't because he did because he gave himself opt outs and he but he still signed a long eight year deal right. worth a a big huge chunk of money with right. Minnesota, which a place you're probably not going to win in you know a, a World Series in uh, and but he played well enough hit well enough that sure. he opted out because the money was there and whether he has to do that again or not I don't know. Nor do I care because, you know, it's the Giants. Well, but but it is intriguing because he is one of the top young Absolutely. baseball players. Absolutely. I, I, probably somewhere in the top 10 or 15 in, in Major League Baseball. Yeah. He, he plays a high-need position. He hits for power in a spot that you don't see a whole lot of guys that hit with and, power. And average. And average. Yeah, he is a heck of a player. Yeah, he's got a World Series ring to his credit. I mean, he's Cheater. got – well, he's but he's got the whole resume. Yep. He, he's got the whole thing. Sure. But the deal with Minnesota last year, everybody knew when that was signed. It was a one-year. This rental. is a one-year deal, unless he gets hurt, and then it's a two-year deal because he can just keep his. He can do another keep opting out. Sure, opting in or opting right. in yeah, rather, right, 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 opting right. out of the eight years or opting yes, in to yes, keep yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I mean, I've, I've always been of the opinion that signing a baseball player to a ten-year contract, I'm just not, and I know that. He's young enough that on the back end of a 13-year contract, even at around year 10, he's going to be in his prime physical strength as a man. Sure. He'll be 35-year-old or whatever man that'll be playing baseball. I still don't trust a 10-year. I'll, I'll and I'm, it may cost you money on the on the re-sign in eight years. I just can't see giving a guy a 10-year contract. I don't like it with the big guys, Judge. You don't, I don't like it with the big, big frame, big guys. bodied guys. Big John Carlos Stanton, they just break down too much. Look at um, Prince well, Fielder. The, I mean, the Rangers got totally hosed on him when he hurt his neck. You know, they signed him to it. I think it was an eight-year deal at the time. But you know, the the big guys, I don't agree to. Now, Korea's a big guy. He's a very, no, very big guy. Very big guy. I wouldn't go with him. Uh, I wouldn't. Would you give him. a pitcher ten years? Uh, there's one pitcher I'd give ten years to. Who? Shohei. 
Yeah, but he can play both. Otani's yeah. He's That's why he's the unicorn now. Correct. No, we the Dodgers never gave Kershaw a ten year deal. It was always shorter than that, and it did cost us. It's still costing us more money. Yeah, because he keeps signing one year deals at a premium, but. Well, and they keep signing them, but they keep so they see he's worth it. Correct. Well, he's worth it, but his but legacy is also plays a lot into do with that in that conversation, in my opinion. Um, but no, a ten year deal, no way for a pitcher, no way, because it's one pitch and it's done. Were you surprised to see Verlander leave Houston? Nope. Why not? Money, uh, <laughs> money, but he also he's got a wife who likes the New York. Houston's the third largest city in the country. It's not New York, and you can and, go to New York every weekend. But the money he's making, she can have a house in New York. And the Mets will, are going to be the new Yankees and spend. They're going to make everybody look weak as far as money goes. That guy wants a chance. What's his? I, I can't remember his uh, the owner's name. He wants a World All Series. All right, so he wants to buy a World. Are Series. you giving me the December twentieth odds that the Mets are going to win the World Series in October? I wouldn't take them against the field, but if those two guys, if the if the pitching staff that they have is where it is, and the guys that they've signed, you got to put them as probably. And I have not looked at any of this, but I would imagine they're going to have the the highest number of wins in Vegas. Yes, even over the Phillies. Uh, it'll be them and the Phillies will be the two highest ones. Yeah, I think the, I think the two highest records in baseball are quite possibly could be the Phillies and the Mets, depending on what what we see with Bryce Harper. We're not done with this. We'll okay. do this tomorrow some more. Sure. Sounds good. There's a lot more. There's a lot of meat on that bone oh, to yeah. chew on. For sure. That's Dodger Danny Williams sitting in for Tony Kirk for the rest of this week. So we'll be back again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll do that all over again. Uh, we are reaching out as well, well to uh, Blake Huber, the uh, women's basketball coach over at Texas A&M Texas They got an uh, out-of-town game tomorrow, but he may be able to hop in on Thursday. So we'll see if we can't get a, uh, a second visit with Coach Huber before this uh, – 2022 year rolls into 2023. We're done for today. Back again tomorrow. You guys take it easy. Have a great night. Been listening to Leaving a Yard on the Fan 1079. I see you're cleaning your rifle. Yeah, getting ready for deer season. Well, go to Miller Bowie Supply. They're the hunter's headquarters. Draw in the deer this season with.